Hey, you, come here. My name's Bob Gordon, and this is Hibernation, a podcast dedicated to finding out how folks are getting on with life in this period of isolation due to COVID-19. Joining me from the lap of luxury is Abby May, none other than. Abby, how are you? Look, I'm pretty good, all things considered. It's uh, an intense time, but... I just tend to count my blessings. I've got a really nice little house and a great little cat and no housemates to annoy me, so I'm enjoying it, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, just, you know, as we chatted just before I hit record, it, it does seem these days when you say to anybody, how are you? It's a much more kind of loaded question than it's ever been before. It, doesn't it? I think people are genuinely checking in on each other more and uh, much more aware of the fragility of our own kind of psyches in this time. Um, Particularly in Western Australia, I think a lot of us had been bracing quite a bit and are are feeling a bit of relief now that we are in one of the safest places in in the world to be going through the COVID-19 world crisis. Um, So sort of looking at, you know, obviously we're all going to be in ISO for a fair bit, but we are checking in on each other and it's bringing up uh, a real sense of our... Uh, interconnectedness and and the importance that you know our community really has in our lives it's you know it's nothing like having something kind of ripped away from you to to make you realize how how much you need it you know exactly so how are you doing in ISO you've got a very glamorous cat uh, that you're clearly spending time with given social media uh, what we see on social media so uh, how are you doing it and and are you able yeah living like this, I, I obviously popped out to the shops and the bars a bit more than I am at the moment, um, but I have lived in isolation for a long time, probably a good uh, 15 years I've lived much like this, so it's not a huge difference, however, the very real change in atmosphere and the very real um, stresses that are increasing in, in loved ones' lives and just my communities. Um, general experience, you know, has affected me. I have tremendous empathy for people who are finding this difficult. Also, you know, I've noticed um, uh, just by observing um, the the changes of people's behaviour and and I can see real parallels between the way I was when I had a a basically a nervous breakdown in 2013. It's it's as if uh, I can see real parallels between what happened to me then and what's happening to people now. I think when I had the breakdown, it was after a seizure. Um, so this was sort of seven years ago. Mm. Um, and it really hammered home to me that everything I have and everything I love can basically just be taken away from me at any moment. And it took a long time to recover from that. And I was remarking to my mother um, a few weeks ago that I, I feel like I actually just recovered about a week before isolation became, you know, um, socially enforced. Um, so... I have a degree of experience in the kind of grief I think that the community is feeling and, you know, I predict a fair amount of turmoil in the aftermath of this, particularly within mental health realms. Mm. Obviously, when you have economic instability, that's one thing, Uh, but there's also a very real grieving process going on in which, um, much like I did after my seizure and subsequent breakdown, you have to come to terms with your own mortality, with the fact that the world is an unstable uh, and unstable and often frightening place uh, and that you're both 
important in the community sense, but quite small uh, as well. And so I, while I'm still affected by what's going on, obviously it's, it's, it's been quite sort of frightening and unsettling. I do feel as if I've been living like this for a long time. So I'm hoping to use what I know to assist people who maybe might be a bit newer at it. So I'm going to be doing everything I can for the community uh, in the coming months and years. Yeah. Well, it has been a theme that just in a couple of the few podcasts I've done of this one and in conversations in general that creatives have to spend a lot of time in their own company to create. Yeah. And maybe you know, oddly, sensitive types and all, better equipped to deal with the kind of solitude that this this can engender, I suppose. Do you, do you yeah. feel that way and that, you know, maybe going on from what you said, I that do. it can actually help a bit? Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, when you sort of come through major depressive episodes and have, you know, effectively an anxiety disorder that you've sort of been learning to manage for for nearly a decade and I can see all the coping mechanisms, you know, the alcoholism and the uh, sort of cries for help online through sort of, um, I guess, a level of exhibitionism that that most people maybe wouldn't be prone to prior to this. I feel like I've done all of that stuff and I, I think that people will find a way through largely. Personally, I'm finding it fairly... You know, I have moments where I find it a bit difficult, but I tend to just go, okay, time to sort of, you know, you become a good parent to yourself. So you get yourself to bed at the right time and you, you get good sleep and you don't drink lots and you, you know, if at all, like I've sort of cut all of that out because it's very destabilizing, uh, even at the best of times. So you just kind of work out, you know, from prior experience what works when things are a little bit intense. You know, you, you try to parent yourself better, basically. So eat good food, sleep well, you know, keep talking to your friends and, you know, do online counselling if you, if you really need to speak to a, a psychologist, you know. There's, there's lots of things that you can do and that we're very blessed to be able to do, especially as, you know, uh, West Australians in our particular situation. I think based on sort of my experience with this kind of, this level of isolation and this level of anxiety that I think everyone's feeling, you know, there are ways through. You know, I have been um, learning how to do those for sort of, like I said, about a decade, and mm. I'm very pleased to see people around me doing that stuff because it's 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 very sad to see people breaking down, and you know, especially when you can't hold them or or really be too close to them, it's it's very hard to not when you're a tactile person to not comfort someone that way. So it's, it's good to see people pulling themselves together. Each sort of uh, day of this goes on, and. Also, people knowing that it's okay to break down. It's, you know, it's very, very reasonable. It's very understandable. Yeah. And from my understanding of what, where you are at with your work, you, you've done um, one or two fundraiser shows for that album that's you're going to be or are working on. And mm-hmm. you were going to hunker down somewhat anyway to get that yes. on the final <laughs> kind of turn of, of writing and yeah. stuff. So how... Mm-hmm. How has it kind of changed the context for you? Because you were going to kind of isolate anyway, but this is a, well, the world kind of has also in some way shut down outside your door. So it's not what you were expecting when you were going to kind of isolate anyway. No, look, I mean, the only real difference is that, you know, obviously 
there's a considerable uh, uh, lesser amount of sex happening in my life. Um, <laughs> but apart from that, I'm very much living it the way that I was intending to and have done for a long time. Yeah. Um, so I'm really in the process of writing songs daily and really just on track with the album. And I'm sort of aware as well, like, so I'm releasing the, the acoustic versions of the songs I'm writing every Friday because I feel like there's something in the role of the artist with the community in terms of, you know, offering rather than asking for stuff. I think you need to just give community music and, and film and art in their times of need. And the thing about community, it's my experience, is the community always supports you. It's obviously a vital part of what keeps us sane. So for me, um, hunkering down I'm making more and more music and I'm getting ready for uh, recording um, all of it uh, with Geo when this is when we're able to get together but the only difference really is that I'm sharing the process every Friday because I feel like why not may as well involve people in this if we're all isolated it's important to sort of connect more and I kind of like to do that through song. It also kind of really forces me to keep the quality at a, at a particularly high level because you don't want to release something that's crap, you know, and it's always got to be better than the week before. And, and so it's not really changed things for me. I had intended to hibernate this winter. I didn't intend to have this little sex, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. We'll get to it. Um, it's just a phase. Really it's actually, it's just, yeah, it's, you know, I, I mean, I kind of just, you know, we've been... My family and I have been through a lot of traumatic stuff in the last couple of years, particularly I've had the breakdown and, you know, we've had things like that. And I, So I'm kind of used to things being unstable. I am used to things being fairly solo. I like being alone. But the only thing that's really changed is that uh, it's really habit home to me, that thing of, you know, everything you have is, is not a given. You know, you have to really kind of remember that. And also... Taking stock of where you're at is really important. I really do think in Western Australia we're very, very lucky. We're so lucky we're so isolated. And I think that, you know, I have to say that I think our WA is running this very well. So I feel quite safe. I feel a lot safer than I did at the start of it. You know, it was so uncertain what was coming. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, only- sorry, I was just going to say, it was just, I mean, it's still kind of a mystery, but at the start it was the great unknown. It was frightening and it was so because I, I have a fairly busy street outside my gate and you know there's so many more sirens and the streets are so quiet when they're normally apart from the sirens are quite so quiet when they're normally so busy and you know it's been heartbreaking watching friend businesses shut down and and people not knowing what what they're going to do financially and um but amidst that I, I hear some wonderful things about you know people's landlords giving them periods of grace and not expecting them to pay it back and you know just people looking after each other and I have huge admiration for like businesses you know like Bivouac places like that that have like just really adapted to their work and they've kept their staff safe and they've just kept such a, a vital part of what makes you know Perth so special thriving and so you know I, I just kind of predicted in the aftermath of this yes, we're all going to have to find ways to recover. And I don't think any of us, regardless of whether or not you've had some some traumatic experience prior, will come out of this without a few jitters. Um, But I think we're going to see great celebrations of art, lots of, you know, interconnectedness. And I hope that we don't forget that we 
missed each other, you know. Like, <laughs> I hope we don't forget that. Apparently music retail is going through the roof right now with people buying guitars and keyboards and stuff. Yeah. So maybe we'll, we'll wake up to a, a more musically cultured society. Yeah. And you know, I mean, there's also, you know, people are, uh, have scooped up and snapped up uh, lots of um, exercise equipment to the point where, the, you know, the demand has caused the, the price of them to go sky high. And I, I personally love... To, I'm a big fan of like lifting weights so I've got a nice little gym at home and um, you always need new weights so I'm, I'm waiting for this to be over for everyone to, to get over it and to uh, sell their, their their gym gear oh okay <laughs> yeah cheap at the end of the <laughs> I think there's that, that real kind of um, everyone's trying to find something to do and, mm. and if it's you know good for your health and, and uh, uh, creative then it's you know a much better thing to do than all day yeah um, but we might see you know, that uh, we might see that gym gear is the new jet ski on gum tree yeah well i'm hoping so because you know it's um it's a, a great way to, to get a bargain is when everyone gets over it absolutely it to become uh, uh non-moving couch potatoes again and um it's, it's funny seeing things like that where the, uh, the gym gear the weights become like the new toilet paper where they're sort of three four five times what they cost normally and that's you know that's pretty pretty annoying, but um, it's it's good to see that people are you know like doing online courses and and I think that the longer this goes on, you know, the more sort of uncertain it is as to, to how long we'll have to sort of stay away from each other. The more people are just going to keep moving into into bettering themselves, and you'd hope anyway. I think it's it, it seems to be the the general movement is that people are sort of putting the bottles down and, and starting to to make art. And, you know, they're not seeing a lot of bread baking going on out there. That's, you know, some pretty impressive sourdoughs coming out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of bread out there. And actually, a lot of it's looking pretty good. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah. So you, isolation aside, you've always been very engaged on social media with your, your following um, through your artist for Facebook, for example, your artist page, and then with your friends through your, your personal one. And my meme page, my meme daddy page. Me- yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're you're the meme queen, really, aren't you? <laughs> I like to think so. There's, you know, um, I think there's enough people out there sharing bad news and their political views, and I just sort of think, you know, I've got a thousand friends on my private page, and I did try to cull them, but I like to varying degrees all 936 of them, <laughs> and um, I feel like. You know, something that has gotten me through some pretty dark patches has just been laughing. You know, these memes are very funny. They, you know, I find them hilarious. And you just sort of, um, you find how contagious it is and how, how uplifting it is when you just you just laugh. It doesn't really matter how dire things are. It really does help, you know. So I do engage on that, that page quite a bit. But uh, importantly, though, as an original artist, you are, you know, creating your own. Well, you got the luxury cat in there. Yes, yes, I do. Does look like a tuxedo too. Best cat in the world, dude. <laughs> so, so I read. <laughs> <laughs> so, so along with that, with your your previous album, uh, um, Fruit, um, which was originally going to be called another name, um, Bitchcraft, but that was interesting <laughs> because you were sharing a lot about the along the way. I'll resist mm. the word journey, although I've just said it. 
but you were sharing notions of it and bits and pieces and then this is a little bit more formalized i suppose with your you know what you're doing on fridays with the the new work and and stuff um but it's an interesting it's a good way to introduce your audience to the, the narrative of what you're doing rather than rocking up with a mohawk and say here's the new me writing this album is obviously out of necessity. Um, it's definitely forced me to be more prolific. Uh, I, you know, I'm a great procrastinator. I like to do things at the last minute. But what I'm liking about this is that the, the premise for the new album really has been that I want to be able to play each song on an acoustic guitar without other instrumentation. And I was the plan was that I would write a whole song and bring it into the studio and it has to be able to be played on the acoustic without anything. And then I would just allow Geo to work his magic on it, you know. I, I have so much faith in him based on my experience uh, uh, working with him on previous records uh, in that he just elevates my music to a place that I can't take it. So I thought if I can take my music rather than just coming in with a beat idea or a, you know, a simple melody idea and then just working on it, on it with him, I could bring these sort of what's, what are really effectively now kind of old country songs and then just bringing them to him and allowing him to kind of fill them out and, and you know, elevate them to a place that I, I couldn't. I think that it's, it's, it's going to, I know that it's going to bring about a much more sophisticated record than we achieved with Fruit. And I think we achieved a very sophisticated record with Fruit. So I think with this process, it's really forced me to bring to the table what I effectively learned from G.O. about songwriting um, and from previous records about songwriting and really just sort of bring them into the studio and, and just stand up without kind of crutches. He's got an acoustic and a voice and so the songs have to be good enough to be delivered that way and then I can just, I just know that it's going to turn into something really, just really, uh, I think quite... Uh, in some ways elegant but sophisticated, he tends to bring that, as I bring the kind of the, the, the raw meat and potatoes of the song and then Geo just brings this kind of elegance to it. So I predict by the end of this I should have a good 15, 20 songs and we'll just take the best ones. And, you know, I, I'm very excited about, about Geo's, uh, Geo's touch on this. Mm. It sounds like at, both, at once you can't wait, but you can also happy to wait because of what it will bring. Well, yeah, and there's also that kind of resignation to the status quo, like, or to the to the reality of things. There is no pushing this. You know, I can't force this. I also, you know, I'm very, I don't, I'm disconnected from any industry pressure. I bought my way out of a publishing contract uh, in late 2018, so I have effectively parted ways with every part of the industry. So now, I, you know, I don't have to do anything and in any particular way. I don't really care much for it so for me it's really like well when the time's right when the song's right when the album comes together cohesively and in a way that i feel is is worth releasing i can so without any of that kind of pressure for momentum which i think is something that most artists feel at 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 many points in their career i don't have that anymore i don't i just disconnect from that i have no you know no industry ties anymore and i love it so now it's just me and the audience and I just feel like what an absolutely free, wonderful way to make music. You know, tour when you want to and um, uh, when you're allowed to. Uh, and just make music for the sake of it. It's, it's actually like 
it feels like heaven to me. There's just no pressure anymore. So I don't really feel like there's a rush. I feel like there's a purpose now. You know, there's no pressure. There's just who cares about momentum. Just get it right, you know. Yeah. Well, Abby May, it sounds like you're doing isolation splendidly. <laughs> Thank you for hibernating with me on Hibernation. My pleasure. It's always lovely to hear from you, Bob, and I hope you are feeling great and I hope you stay well during all of this. Well, I'm darn near good enough. Thank you. That's the way, sir. All right. Cheers, mate. Thank you for joining me on Hibernation. Until the next time, look after each other. We're worth it. Bye.